0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Torres is waiting for the 0-2 pitch from Giovanni Gallegos. The former Yankee deals a swing and a miss. A Redbird winner. And this ballgame has come to an end. Gallegos strikes out Torres and they light up the night in downtown St. Louis. The Cardinals have won a pair of one-run games against the New York Yankees. 4-3 last night and 1-0 tonight behind Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Hicks, Genesis Cabrera, and Giovanni Gallegos. Welcome back. Sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio. Coming to you from Ballpark Village, Cardinals Nation. And what a call last night. What a game. What a weekend this has been. John Rooney there and John Moselock, now the Cardinals president of baseball operations, is with us.
1: What a week this has been, huh? Yeah, it's been a, a amazing weekend here. Uh, obviously uh anybody that's been down at the ballpark knows it felt like a very much an October feel and to to come out of way with that with two victories was, was awesome. And I think probably the, the one guy that we overlooked possibly might be the defensive Newt bar because um he made two amazing plays Friday night and one last night that I think kept them overboard. The so yeah, great weekend, great week for the Cardinals, and uh, yeah, it's been a, you know, busy three baseball side, and now we're kind of enjoying the moment and and allowing ourselves to sort of catch our breath.
0: Absolutely. Newt Bar with a tremendous play yesterday, that sliding catch, he made the diving catch, as you mentioned the day before, was blowing a bubble as he was falling to the turf. He is something else. He's kind of a a freak athlete meets intense competitor, really special player that I'm sure you've had uh, your eye on and your heart set to for a long time, haven't you?
1: Well, he's an interesting guy in the sense that in a lot of ways he was a, a victim of, of the pandemic, meaning he just didn't get a lot of at bats really from the time he got drafted to sort of where we are today. And then, you know, last year getting, getting playing time at the big leagues, getting some exposure, but when you think about those developmental years missing 2020 due to the pandemic it's it's just one of those things where i think as an organization we're really learning what we have here but you know clearly our department our player development group you know had a lot of faith in him and and i think we're dividends now so you know the one thing sure i remember talking to him about when the arizona league was just trying to get as much playing time as possible make the most of it and uh you know right now he's he's uh you know, a key player on, on a team that, that desperately needs uh, contribution from people other than our first baseman and third baseman.
0: Nolan Arenado, before we get into your pitcher last night who you acquired from the Yankees, but Nolan Arenado on his way to a 10th consecutive gold glove with plays like that, just amazing. And then if you think about the offense, I mean, offense so precious in a game like that, how about a 10-pitch at bat for him in the first inning and he delivers after the Goldie Double?
1: Yeah, that was huge. Obviously, that, that one run uh, held up, but, you know, great at bat. You know, I, I think the more we get to to watch Goldie, the more we get to watch Villanar and Arnotto, we realize how special they are, and, and, and there's reasons why these guys are considered elite players in the game. And, uh, you know, the defensive play he made last night to so that at bat. And really, when you think about over the last so two months with, with what Goldie and, and he have been able to do, in a lot of ways, they carried us. But now, all of a sudden, you're starting to see our club uh, play more as a team. You're starting to get contributions from different parts of the team, which I just think is really critical to the success and so, you know, really happy for what we're seeing out of our club right now. And uh, hopefully we have some brighter days ahead. You know, you and I
0: talked before the deadline and you spoke to the media after the deadline. Obviously, there was a mega player out there who ended up going to the Padres who you know, who wouldn't be interested in a player like that. But, you know, beyond that, you, you do have to manage expectations, both as a fan base, I think, and as an organization. You, you try to do what you can to improve the team. And you set out to do uh, just what you did. You acquired two starting pitchers. You had to do it, didn't you, to repair your rotation? And uh, who knows what's to come if Jack Flaherty ends up joining this club?
1: Yeah, I think like when you go back and, and, and sort of revisit the, the trading deadline strategy, look like everybody has an opinion on this. Everybody thinks their opinion is probably better than necessarily what we did. But I, you know, I promise you that we exhausted. All the different possibilities internally, um, you know, when I think back to, to all those meetings, all those hours, all those discussions. Um, obviously, we, we, we hope we made the right decision, but the strategy was was try to improve our, our depth at, at the rotation by doing so, getting Quintana, that's you know immediate uh, major league experience. He's done this before, and then going out and getting Jordan Montgomery, who's someone that we do have under control for for another year. Uh, we we earmarked as just guys that we thought could could help us and and help us now, but also give us something for the future. So, you know, I I think um, as as we reflect back on the training deadline, which uh, everybody has the right to do, Um, We'll certainly see how this plays out, but obviously, you know, in the short view, it looks pretty good right now.
0: Sure, and Montgomery last night, you know, I saw him at Yankee Stadium in mid-July. He did exactly what he did last night. I mean, he gave up a few runs in that game against the Red Sox. Last night, he gives up none, but I just like the way he bears down. Uh, He gave you five innings that started to cramp up a little bit. That humidity was no joke, Uh, but Montgomery is tough, and I, I feel like, a good fit for this team personality wise also.
1: Yeah, obviously just getting to know him, uh just met him the other day, but it looks like he's gonna fit in just right with this team, which is great. But I also think like, you know, when you look at, at someone like him, his profile fits our team. In other words, he's a strike thrower, he's someone that's gonna let the ball be put in play, keep it on the ground. And I think, you know, ultimately he's going to be uh, ideal for what we're looking for. And, you know, last night was a great first start.
0: Absolutely. And then now you get Adam Wainwright against the Yankees with Yadier Molina behind the plate. I don't think there's any doubt what Yadi brings to this team. The team is 5-0 and since he joined the clubhouse again. They're also 5-0 and since the deadline. Uh, they're also in first place in the NL Central. And I mentioned Flaherty's name just a moment ago. I mean, when you add pieces – and pieces that you know have a great track record, it does help, doesn't it? What is the latest on Flaherty? What can you tell us as we sit here on Sunday morning?
1: Yeah, Actually, we're pretty encouraged where Jack is. Uh, He returned late Friday night, uh, joined the club yesterday. He had a – I think think he'll throw a bullpen today if all goes well. Hopefully at some point this week he's out for a rehab assignment, and then we'll just build him up to where he's ready to uh, join the club at some point uh, later in the month or early September. But just based on what we're hearing, what we're seeing, we're pretty excited about where he's at. What about uh,
0: the fact that Paul DeYoung has come back and done what he's done? Does it say something about, you know, we always talk about your farm system and your prospects and how they are developed, but that a player can go back and get himself to a place where he feels more comfortable with his swing, that has to account for something as well
1: you know I think like with anything um, when, it, when when players struggle it th- there is a mental side of this game that I think a lot of us um you know don't maybe uh, value in the sense of of when when he was up here it wasn't that he wasn't trying, it wasn't that he wasn't working, but he wasn't having success and and that can beat you up on an individual level. And I think for him to go down to Memphis and and you know even the first couple of weeks in Memphis he was still struggling and then you know ultimately started to to find his swing and I think as he was finding his swing he was really getting more just confidence and so for him to go out and, and do what he did down in Memphis we were confident in him that he could come back. and and really hit the ground running, and I think we've seen that. So that's great news for him and really great news for our club. Well,
0: I appreciate the time very much. I know that this weekend has been pretty wild at the ballpark. They uh, are able to handle the Cubs and now the Yankees, and another game, a long way to go, but so far very encouraging, and uh, absolutely appreciate the time that you spend with us on KMOX. Thank you for it.
1: All right, thanks, Tommy. Let's have a good one today.
0: Absolutely. John Mosella, Cardinals president of baseball operations. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll hear from Albert Pools next on KMOX. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.